Hello and welcome to Michael Innovanker's Grand Podcast. Chats about subjects, nouns, enumeration, two friends, it's like the pub. My name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. This week we're going to do a chatty batty one. It's going to be about... Uh, we're going to just talk about driving, because I had a driving lesson this week. Uh, my second ever, but the last one was like four years ago. So, and I, frankly, I came into it anxious and uh, which just made the whole thing horrible so I'm kind of like <laughs> I kind of want to get some answers and just just think about think Ivanka has been driving forever so I was gonna it's sort true. of get some get some insights just get her to uh, explain everything to me about driving <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I will do that I'll explain everything about driving what sort For of sure. uh, subject headings do we have uh, independence Freedom, adventure, driving a lethal weapon. <laughs> driving a lethal weapon. I think just the process of like learning, I've found quite interesting. Like as a sort of older person trying to learn and like not quite, I don't know, like being able to very clearly articulate when I think the instructor is having unreasonable expectations about what I should be able to do. Like, um, just talk about some of that and some of the some of the strangeness there. I think the fact that in England you learn on a road yeah like oh this. I'm in London driving there's actual cars <laughs> around me that I get what do I do here there's a car coming the other way and there's no gaps what do I do you haven't told me anything about this yet oh uh, lord um, so yeah that's it's like being thrown into the, the deep end of a swimming pool and then there's some sharks in there as well I don't know <laughs> How are you doing, Ivanka? I am doing very well. How's the I have, heat? Oh, it's hot. <laughs> I have multiple stories this week. Go for it. So you're going to have to indulge me. Do it. I'm gonna, you're I think they're good ones, too. though. I think you're going to like it. Yeah. So the first story, seeing as it's, the rest of the episode is going to be about you learning to drive, I think. Uh, <laughs> I'm going <gonna>, to <laughs> occupy the know. opener. So multiple stories. Story number one. I have a fixed internet line to my house. What did you say? Affords me (laughs) a whole 20 megabits per second of internet Mm. with unlimited download possibilities, Um, which is something I've been phoning Croatia Telecom for, for about three years. Mm. Quite regularly. Hello. Hi, I'd like some internet. Yes. Uh, Obviously, I'd like the best I can have. Can I have a fixed line? Oh, sorry, madam. There's no technical possibility for that. But uh, we can give you this 3G replacement box. Okay, so can I go on a list? Who can I write to? What can I do? And I've been regularly getting in touch in exasperation last week because my because there's people on the island. 3G, 4G internet is not workable Mm. uh i was phoning around trying to find somebody who could rent me an office with internet uh just to hire Mm. an office for a couple of weeks or you know over the summer yeah uh to know and i and one of the people i spoke to he said hang on a minute i i know some an an engineer who used to work for croatia telecom i'll give him a call and phones me back he said yes all you need to do because there's definitely broadband on your street is phone up and say you want to make an official request for a fixed line okay official request phone up hello 
Uh, I'd like to make an official request for a fixed line. Certainly, madam. Let me just <laughs> fill in the form. Hmm? Uh, so, and she said, oh, she said, well, fill in this official request. It's like its title. Uh, so she fills in the form. She said, we will put that you don't want a replacement service. Yes, let's put I don't want a replacement service. <laughs> this is Friday. Yeah. Uh, yesterday morning, the two technicians rocked up and I now have the internet. So six days later. Yeah. Oh, five three days years later. later. Mm. Oh, three years. <laughs> of, and all the difference was is that not one of these people had said, let's put in an official request. Yeah. It's basically either willful ignorance, laziness, uh, not incentivized, you know, incentivized to sell 4G internet boxes. Mm. I really don't know, but I think it is outrageous. Baffling. Um, baffling. So that's, I'm very happy about that. So I've now got the interwebs at home that are reliable. So that was a great success. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. My other story, I was just going to tell you, we went paddleboarding at five o'clock this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not really a story. <laughs> I thought I had something else to tell you. Did anything happen on the story? Was there a meeting? No, there was, was there, no story. Were you, no. Was there a call to action, a call to adventure? You left <laughs> no. your old life behind. You yeah, went no. through, you had to overcome no. some challenges. You hit a low <laughs> no. point, you came oh, through, no, and then no. you came back home no. renewed no. and a different no. person. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll do. Had it. I've been, I've been, I, I will say, though, that on uh, I've had a slight departure from my, from my reading uh, texts by black women authors this week and I've been read, reading Educated by Tara Westmore Westover uh, hmm. uh, anyway it's a sort of autobiography of a woman who is now a you know, historian recognised scholar writer who grew up with Mormon parents who were survivalist hmm. people but it's quite a, it's quite a read Mm. And there is a interesting, there is a moment in it in which she gets a grant and she describes her ability to learn because she manages to get to university even though she's got her parents made, you know, they were homes, home not schooling her. Um, so she manages to get to university and she describes the, the, the mental relief of having a grant and being able to learn because she's not worrying about paying her bills mm. so it's like a perfect little uh you know goes on our list of why being poor is you know you can't judge people for um you know performance when they're poor which mm. was a perfect week to read this given that uh the sort of this a levels have you seen this story in the there's no good no, news in the A-levels. uk at the moment the a level results came out yesterday and they were marked by an algorithm and uh, almost across the board, all public schools... So teachers had to submit, suge- you know, uh, estimated results. Hmm. And then algorithms then adjusted them in some way. And it would appear that children who attended uh, state-funded education establishments have generally been marked down by the algorithm mm. and people attending private schools have been marked up by the algorithm i've uh, not seen that story yeah there so will be a link uh, in the description there will i mean i'm sure maybe you'll I'm even sh- read it 
So, yes, yeah, so that's another uh, one to the whole, the prejudice of algorithms and who teaches them and the fact that yeah. they, they are inherently biased, which is something we've talked about anyway, mm. and also the price of poverty. So, Michael, how are you? <laughs> How's your week? I'm excited that Kamala got the nominee, got the... Uh, you know, Kamala mm. Harris, that's exciting. That's good to see. That is exciting, it's, yes. Um, but I had, um, yeah, I, the, I'm seeing that the sort of bubbling up of a new birther conspiracy because that's how pathetic Donald Trump is, just straight in with that shit. Um, but uh, I had a, I got an email last week from a, what did it say? It said, our producers here at Newswatch recently came across changes and asked me to reach out to you. We thought that changes could be a good fit for a feature on our morning show. In case you're unfamiliar, Newswatch is an independent technology show airing on the AMC network and airs in over 200 markets and 95 million US households. We highlight recent innovations and the latest tech trends. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. Um, sort of managed to set up a call after some stumbling. I don't know what's going on in the email, but um, then I had the call yesterday, and it it was um, yeah. We'll we'll kind of work together, produce this feature segment for this TV show. It'll get seen by two million people. We'll put it. It'll be like a little tech crunch like advert in there. Um, blah blah blah. And then it was like, oh yeah, but we will sort of film. We'll do a script. We'll do a thing. We'll need to. We need five thousand dollars just to cover yeah. the cost of. The, and I was like, okay, yeah, there was, oh. it was. It was probably going to be something like that. <laughs> but um, it was an interesting chat, and I thought, yeah, I was just like, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's. I can't really do that right now, and I don't even know if it would be that effective for me if I. Because I think, like, even if you did that, it would probably, you know, it'd certainly be a good sort of. Here is my thing. It exists, but it would be over very quickly, and it would. Uh, you know, without able, without more money to spend on advertising sort of around it and like yeah, keep yeah, exposing yeah. people to people. It's, you know, they're, 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 their customers are really sort of like Sony and Microsoft and, and, and people like me, I don't think it makes no. sense. But like having, having like tried to get PR companies to work for me and finding it really hard to get them to sort of want to do stuff, I do, you know, I don't completely discount the, that that was a quite a nice channel. thing that, that yeah. they would like you know be con reaching out to me so it, it seems okay but yeah and also just the fact that you know I asked how they'd found me and they said yeah well he'd sort of thought like sort of this journaling thing like get his team sort of found like a couple of apps that did it and then I was so I was quite it was quite nice to see that my app came up like that and also 10 years ago I didn't I was having to like explain to people what why you would even do like that no one was looking for like a journaling, journaling app, app like yeah. that tracks your happiness and now it's like at least like, like that hurdle is out of the way at least people yeah, yeah, are like yeah, looking yeah. for a thing that does that because that was a real challenge for me promoting it uh back you know in the sort of early 2010s and then an another thought i've had is there's someone in my facebook feed Basically, my Facebook experience at the moment is I um, I see what's, you know, there's the usual stuff. And then I meet some like coronavirus conspiracy meme. And it's this it's this um, it's this producer guy that has this studio in Hackney that, that I've I, and it's like who should know better than yeah. to be spreading this stuff. And I don't know what forums he's on. And I was just trying to think, I just sort of. I don't want to just unfollow him or do I want to send him a private message or do I want to, but like, what am I going to say to him? I'm, I sort of want to say like, you 
this doesn't make you look smart and cynical. It makes you look stupid. And the reason no one's responding to this is because you look stupid. We're all in Paris. <laughs> right. We're all just like, this guy, like, what is wrong? Like, oh, well, I noticed that Boris Johnson managed to recover from coronavirus with no vaccine. <laughs> it's like, grow up. You, you know, what are you doing? Um, yeah. And I was just thinking, like, this is the Facebook lack of the dislike button as a decision, which I think was always intended to sort of keep things positive. I think the problem with only having upvotes is there's no sort of casual way to say, f*** off with this out of my feed, you look stupid, (laughs) without actually writing a comment or without actually having to engage in an uncomfortable way. There's no way just to go for people to realise that when they post something up, people are like, this is... What are you doing? I've literally just been doing this qualitative research and part of my warm-up questions is, you know, so you see someone on Facebook's posted something that's obviously wrong, not just that you disagree with, but it's like, because I'm talking to people who are professionals in particular fields. And I was like, what do you do? And people are like, largely, all of them are, I just mute them, unfollow them if they're family Mm. member. If I care about them and I'm close to them, I might private message them, phone them up if I can do it face to face, Mm. have a chat with their friend. Um, One person was a nurse and one of her friends put up some bullshit about masks, you know, suffocating you. (laughs) And she just phoned her up and said, look, that is factually wrong mm. and her but she did it gently she said so, yeah. so all these people that do it and have examples that they cite where they've done it are people who have taken the offline you know take a deep breath but yeah. more and more mo- the vast majority of people opt with the i'll just mute them and not yeah. you know not talk to them which is inherently part of the problem, I think, yeah. <laughs> because we all just go. I mean, I've got a WhatsApp from a cousin who sent me some video and I've just not responded. Yeah. I just can't because it's going to take time. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, just like, we need should... a down vote. We need to and, know. Just and it's, like, it's like, just no, you no. know, like non-emotional. It's like, no, yeah. or, or, or be able to report it or, or you know, like mm. they've made these a- attempts at it being, uh, you know, showing the factual, but you know, these people, you can't argue with them that way either because mm. they just go, oh, well, you know, that's Soros funded fact checking yeah. service. And like, oh, just yeah cough who was I talking to the other day and I was like the world is so messed up at the moment and there's so many things wrong I cannot be bothered to believe in a conspiracy theory we don't need a conspiracy theory right now it's it's all broken and it's broken because we broke it feel the heat waves look at the news (laughs) it was some like 30 degrees centigrade in the arctic circle oh, a month ago and nick and i and nick and i had started our motorcycle trip in the arctic circle on like the 2nd of june and we had to camp in freezing fog because mm. nick couldn't see to ride the bike because right. it was just freezing fog so yeah. we just had to stop and i was like how could it have been and then i have to say that for reassurance purposes we went to look because we've kept 
on you know on your weather app you have the different towns yeah. we went to the town where that happened and it was reassuringly still two degrees there okay. it's like however somewhere else in the arctic circle that was a uh, 30 degree and it's so easy to get freaked out by the truth of the yeah. situation at Why the moment. Why need to make stuff up as well? Oh, can't, I really can't. I, but I, I don't know what... You, the, other than muting or having a quiet word on the side, but it has to be... I think the problem is that it's like... you Basically, I think you need to protect who it is from losing face... So, you you know, you have to do it in a way that's not going to provoke a masculine. Yeah. And, I, and I think, so telling him he looks stupid is probably not going to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, also, yeah, I know he's probably, he's the paranoia will be deep, judging by the way what he was putting away when we did go out for one time. Like, well, it's that's the deep other and intense. Like, it's like, your brain is not a functioning brain at this point, and uh, no. I'm not sure I can actually communicate Yeah, that's you. the other... This is, you know, that's what we're living with, Michael. Mm. We're living with the consequences of prolific use of class A's. That's what's wrong in the world. talk about driving i uh i i had my driving lesson this week uh, i had like it's like a sort of middle-aged eastern european lady is teaching me mm-hmm. uh mask on it was very hot which probably didn't help but um yeah i'm learning to drive a manual car so it's like clutch bite point put it in first steer move it into the road blah 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 but my, my um i guess my first the first thing before we actually talk about driving itself is like I pride myself on my ability to learn things and I feel like I've honed my my learning my 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 I kind of know what I need to do to learn something to make it stick in my brain and um so I think I was like I'm trying to do what I know you know, I'm trying to make sure, like, any things that I'm doing, I'm trying to, like, get them to come from me as soon as possible. And then she's sort of going, why did you do that? I didn't tell you to do that. I'm like, <laughs> and, I, and I'm and i sort of responding, like, variously, um, because I've got bad habits from cycling or um, because I'm trying to do it for myself. Like, I didn't know you were going to tell me every single thing that needs to be done still or, or like... All this, or like, why, why didn't you break? I'm like, I did break. I just didn't know how. I still don't know how sensitive the brake pedal is yet, <laughs> right? Do you understand? And I'm feeling like just a really bad student because, like, I was like, why she was reacting really like quite 
like she was like what are you doing i'm like i can't be like unique in not quite knowing how much pressure goes on the brake in my first bloody driving lesson in this car can i i'm like yeah it, on the yeah don't brake too hard yeah okay i'm trying not to brake too hard why aren't you braking cuz i'm trying to fucking find the point on the fucking pedal where you put it to stop at the right oh, speed God. for fuck's sake so like i you know there was all of that and then like oh you nearly crashed into that bin i i yeah i had I my foot on the brake and i was just trying to find the right level to not jolt oh and um and i'm like and and then I'm like reflecting on it I'm kind of going okay but I guess I'm supposed to I'm trying to put myself in the mind of a teenager and I'm going well how do they I guess they're just like waiting to be fed everything certainly for they're not going to try and take responsibility for for everything straight away that's like teenagers don't like responsibility yet so I guess I should have just been more passive and just kind of waited for her to go oh don't do this but then I'm kind of like, well, but that's not going to help me get it inside my brain. But I don't know. This, the whole thing just left me absolutely, like, I, I just wanted to get out of that car after an hour. Like, I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I feel horrible. And then it was like, F- there's another hour of this. And I'm driving around. <laughs> How this long was your lesson? Two two hours, two hour lesson. And, um... And I did just you had... take you? How did it start? Did you? Did you? Were you on a quiet? Is there a quiet road near yeah, you? Well, like... it's all like you know, it's that's quiet-ish, but there's always traffic. There's always something coming, or like there was suddenly there was a, like a temporary traffic light that we weren't expecting. We had to like turn around, and but you know, there's other driving people being taught to drive as well. So it's sort of, but it was like relatively quiet for London. Um, you know, we just I just came into it anxious. For whatever reason, I think I had one. I, I should not have had a third coffee, like because I forgot that. Because that just like, if you're going to be adrenalized anyway, then just adding coffee on top of that just leads to just panic. And it's like, but I think people when they're trying to teach me stuff, they get frustrated because I'll do it really well once or twice, but then I'll kind of like start panicking again and I'll start like, you know, throwing again. I don't know if they they seem surprised by this. And I'm like, well, I don't know. And I don't know how much of it is just like, I need to uh, just stop being so anxious kind of thing. But then, you know, you think logically, it's like, well, I'm not, it's not like I'm going to kill someone. It's not like if I... I, I don't want to, like, hurt the car. I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want to hurt a thing. And also, I just hate the feeling of being bad at something. So, and then having that hammered home to me, how bad I am at this thing over and over again well, was it, just, well, frankly, a just f***ing bad experience, and I hated it, and I've got another one this afternoon. <laughs> well, I, it's entirely possible that she's not the best instructor for you. That's a possibility. But I have to say, I... I have been driving for a very long time. I, but I was also like my father stuck me in a field with a car, made me practice clutch control. Yeah, exactly. For and I'm not going to get to do that. Okay, where am I supposed to do that? Like, and I always thought that was kind of why I didn't want to. There was no point in me learning as a teenager because there was no point. There was never. I was never going to get a car. Like no, in my no, no. family of like nine, you know, seven kids, like we're not getting cars, Jesus. And there's no way we're going to start like driving around. Like, so, and now I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to throw money at this thing and um, try and just do it in lessons. 
But yeah, without that sort of opportunity to like drive around a field and just go and practice and just kind of like do it over and over again, which is how you learn to do something. You do it over and over again. I have to say, though, once I'd passed my driving test, I'd say it was at least another year before I would say that I knew how to drive. You know, even though I was pootling around the world, well, not around the world, around Brighton, Mm. you know, you you know, because I remember a couple of things this as soon as I was la- allowed in a car by myself I couldn't mm. handle the radio being on yeah, or something right, yeah. because I needed to concentrate the other thing is I realized that whilst I'd been learning whilst I'd been looking at the mirrors yep that one's there, that one's there. <laughs> I hadn't been looking in the mirror not yeah. understanding how important all that peripheral sort of stuff is or yeah. you know realizing I I did I did know how to control the vehicle definitely mm. I got enough hours in for that but I I, mm. yeah, I hadn't got a, a, a scoop I remember though while I was learning driving my we were you know we make up trips to go on so that I could practice driving and my mum would mm. be in the car we're going off to see visit her auntie somewhere two hours drive away get to the first roundabout and I st- you know stop as we're approaching the roundabout look at my mum what do I do she's <laughs> like what do you mean what do you do I was like well I haven't done roundabouts yet <laughs> she was like what <laughs> mm. she was she was she was like oh maybe you'd rather learn an automatic I'm like you <laughs> you this podcast is something we do anyway and we're going to do it because we like it but you know if you feel guilty for any reason about getting hundreds of hours of content for free or certainly dozens of hours but we're approaching hundreds um you can assuage your guilt by uh, supporting us on patreon and then you get to come and join our Slack and do things like that. Maybe we'll even do like some special stuff on there. I don't know. Probably not if there's only two people on there. But if there's like 10 people on there, then maybe. Um, p- promos? Uh, Anything? No promos this week. No promos. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'll just say two things. Uh, and then come to goodtohear.co.uk slash free to join my mailing list get my free ebook tracking happiness and get on this bandwagon and start to take control of your brain the uh, the other thing my dad did make me do because mm. he was this kind of a dad before i was even allowed on the field i had to sit in a chair <laughs> with a with you know baked bean tins or whatever tins under my feet yeah. and talk through the pet like i had to sort of play act out driving yeah. he was, I mean he was a bit of a but you mm. know I did I did get to I do feel very comfortable in any vehicle I've driven in lots and lots of countries but it does it does need a lot of practice yeah there's no it's no, a big deal it's interesting to me that like the driving test isn't really to test if you're like a good driver it's just to make sure that you're not gonna like to hurt people (laughs) that you're not going to inconvenience or put people in danger too much uh when you now that you start driving but like you know to be sort of well you know you can't be good at everything i'm like lots of people can drive i'm that (laughs) is not the limit of my talents drive this is this is not something that i am prepared to accept defeat on so yeah i don't know maybe i should get someone different but it takes it takes a while to um it does take a while for it to become automatic yeah like like any, there's you know, just no other you know like 
But two hours might just be... Is that the lesson length? Can't you just do an hour? I don't know, maybe. I don't know, maybe that's what they do. Maybe that's what they do these I days. Want, I, you know, I just thought two hours is, seems okay by me. Um, but, okay. like, yeah, it's... Yeah, it just needs you just need to repeat it over and again, over and over again until you can like I'm trying to like just get it so that I'm just okay, I'm going forwards now. I don't want to be like clutch. I just want that to be like a, a a movement that I'm not thinking about, but you know, to get to that you sort of have to yeah. try and do it confidently in the way that you're going to always do it and then but then like, you know, if you get it wrong then it just looks Yeah, worse but I think cause... it'll be, you know, I I seem to recall that around about the time when I was learning to drive, maybe people are boasting, we can get you passing your test in 11 hours or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it was like a considered 20 hours of driving lessons was considered to be a normal amount. Mm. And I stalled the car on my driving test, Mm. but didn't fail because I reacted appropriately. So it's like, you know, you're... I, I still stall the car every so often now, but that's usually because I'm being lazy. I'm like, oh, I'm sh- <laughs> yeah, we can do this in second gear. Oh, no, no, we can't. <laughs> it's like, a, um, and there is a bit of that sort of like, because I don't get to drive very much at the moment because, mm. A, we don't drive very much. We don't go anywhere very much. But because of Nick's deaf ear, he, it's easier if he's sitting in the driver's seat, then I can talk to him. Right. And so, um, but otherwise we can't have a, com- we cannot talk because mm. he can't hear. And so, uh, so he just ends up driving by default. But this weekend, after when we drove home from camping, I drove because he <laughs> he'd been shown by this German guy I made friends with in the campsite had to open a bottle of beer with a with a piece of paper. Okay. Uh, but in practicing this, he had managed to poke himself in the eye. So <laughs> he was like, he was, uh, <laughs> don't think he expected it to be so effective. So we thought he'd best not drive for a yeah. bit. But I quite enjoyed myself. Hmm. It's just the, the, pro- the hardest thing I think about driving is it, the people that drive who rely on everyone else so that they don't die. So the people that are on the wrong, you know, going with taking the corners, the the bends the wrong way, because this is a, um, you know, like the coast road here is very bendy and cut into the side of cliffs. Mm. People drive too fast, they cut corners. And if you're not driving defensively, you know, if everyone drove like that, it'd just be a massive... It's my analogy for um, libertarianism, driving... <laughs> It's so uh, <laughs> we've been watching so we've been watching there's there's this new game that's been that came out recently that um you know I watched this YouTuber who plays this game called Fall Guys which is this um sort of battle royale like you get like 50 random little characters doing these obstacle courses and it's sort of like and it becomes this like um everything that's wrong with humanity sort of manifests manifests itself in this thing. And he's sort of likening it to, to driving, like people yeah. being on the road. It's like everybody behaved like this. Society would not function. <laughs> exactly. But it's this strange, yeah, this microcosm of humanity represented in this sort of cartoonish game where you've got a race to sort of collect a crown or get someone's tails, which it's a lot of fun to watch, I have to say. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like, um, partly because the rants are just like, why is humanity so, like, you're on my team. Why are you grabbing me? I'm trying to cooperate with you. I mean, here they're like, uh, nobody lets you out ever. Uh, You you know, nobody will ever let you pull out of a junction. They speed, they go really, really fast. And then you're like, 
And where did you get to? Nowhere. You're like one minute ahead of me in the queue for the ferry. It's like, what? And so there's a lot of that sort of, I don't know, almost like nihilistic driving style. My my cycling analogy for this is different, but like my cycling, the thing I hate most about cycling is when there's someone slow in front of me and I'm like, okay, like you're going too slow. So I go around them and I kind of go ahead and then maybe we get to a light and then they come, you know, they sort of slowly come up and then they like go in front of me (laughs) and I'm like, what are you doing? Like why just go behind me so that we don't have to go through this again. Like, why would you do that? But you see, I think it's to do with like an obliviousness. Yeah. I I think there are people who like go through the world in this like bubble where the world starts and ends sort of, I don't know, a metre out from them. (laughs) And that you find them as cyclists. And I don't think they even noticed. They probably didn't even notice you to overtake them. They probably didn't even notice that they just saw a space, they drove into it. And you find these same sort of people on the road. It's like, mate, if I was driving like you are, (laughs) we'd both be dead. I have a family member who drives like Mm. the... Well, she's one extra, she... um, she is neither the bubble. She's not the in the bubble or, or outside the bubble. I think she drives as though she's untouchable. Mm. Like nothing's going to happen to me. Yeah. And it's like, uh, well, do you know what? That's only because I am paying attention. That's why nothing's <laughs> going to happen to you. Not because you're a super amazing driver. Right, give me give me some hope. Like hope tell me about, for driving. Tell me about how wonderful it is to be able to drive. What's the best things you've done that you couldn't have done without a car? Uh, I drove across Europe when I was nineteen. Wow! From where to <laughs> where did you go? From Eng- England to Croatia by right. Germany. Right. Right. Uh, I then therefore was able to stop off in various towns and stay in youth hostels and met random people. One mm. could argue that I could do that. I could have done that on a train or on a on a in a bus or whatever yeah, it's not the same really but it's not the same i've done uh, it on a, sort of done it on a train but yeah it's not the same I don't think. but also like i think traveling on my own there's something nice about being in a car in some ways i mean i'm not i'm not a, a particular advocate of car ownership or not mm. but you know that sort of the fact that you can sleep in them Mm. You know, my whole family, we used to go to Paris every year mm. on our way back from whatever holiday and literally sleep in the car because mm. parking's free and then right. go and look at tourist spots during the day <laughs> um, and, then, and then leave. I'm sure Parisians don't appreciate that kind mm-hmm. of tourist, but, you know, it meant that we could get, you know, hang out in Paris quite a lot and do the <laughs> do the museums and what have you. So, you know, there's that sort of stuff. Yeah. There's the fact now that we, if I couldn't drive... We wouldn't be able to take the dog with us anywhere. Mm. Not that you necessarily want a dog. Um. <laughs> well, you know, I grew up in the in the in the provinces, and it was and I always had to have like friends with cars. So, like, and especially like playing, you know, I'd be in my bands, and we'd drive. You know, that was the only way to play play shows was you know load it up into someone's car or three cars often, um, yeah. and uh, like I couldn't have and uh, and then my sort of like London 
music making playing experience has always been defined by how much can I fit in a trolley that I can get onto the tube or get into yeah, a cab yeah, and yeah. sort of get something. But usually the tubes, it's like I'm wheeling this stuff or carrying it to a station. Dancer sets going, and then I see like my friend Graham, who's you know got this, does this the mechanical techno, and he's just got yeah, yeah. so oh. much equipment that he's got you know turntables yeah, yeah, and yeah. stands, and it's like you just you know, it's a, you, I could never do that because I don't have a car, I can't drive. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I always think you know like there, there is that you know we always. I think like being able to play music is just one of the nice things in a car, isn't it? Just like put some yeah, music yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. That's we just listen to so much music oh, yeah. uh, in the car, um, and sing, in a way that sing along. Well, because nobody not, could hear. We're you too know. cool for that. We're too cool. Well, for like, that. who's in, we? The band, me and my band. Okay, friends, the band. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, as a, as a individual own, human, you get to sing along in your car. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout along if you're really enjoying yourself. Um, so uh, I get told off now by my small child. Yeah. Mummy, don't sing. Shh. <laughs> Who made you police? Anyway, so yes, like that. Like the fact that you can put the transporting things is a uh, like you know we you can put a lot on a bicycle that is for sure. But we, I mean, we you know just going to car boot sales and buying random bits of furniture to do up and finding treasures and helping mates out. Yeah, you know if you're the one with the van. I've taken more than one sofa to the dump for people. <laughs> well, you know, there are things that you can do very straightforwardly if you can drive. Yeah. I mean, my mum told, I remember her talking to somebody and, it's, and, and she said, you know, if you're living, because this is when we were living in Yugoslavia and the lady was pregnant and she was like, you really should pass your driving test because... You know, if something happens to the kids, you want to be able to put it in a car and take it to the doctors without mm. having to phone around and wait for, you know, the unreliable ambulance service to rock up. Mm. So it's a useful skill without doubt, mm. even if you don't use it all the time. Mm. I think your challenge is going to be passing your test and then driving enough. You're yeah. going to have to make yourself go places to yeah, get the exactly. practice in. Get a car club membership or exactly. something. Cool. Exactly. And go crazy. Keep yes. going into, and you can get to places that you can't get to, like especially British yeah. countryside. Oh, there are loads of places you can't get to with public transport. Although nothing terrifies me more than those hedge, narrow hedge rows in hedge <laughs> roads in the country, where it's like you can see two meters in front of you, and it's all sharp turns, and everyone's driving at fifty miles an hour, and it's like. There's only room for one car. I'm like, how is this not just on fire the entire time? I do not understand. <laughs> it is amazing, though, how yeah. how much driving happens with how, you know, like like you say, like you look at it sometimes, you think, how is there not an accident here every two seconds? Mm. So, so, you know, most of the time everyone's paying attention. Yeah, um, and I've heard it said, like, I mean, they, they really do everything's marked out and there's signs and there's like look you'd have to be really stupid not to be able to see where you're supposed to be and where you're supposed to go although there's also those studies where they there's too many signs and if they take the signs away then everyone drives better so i don't know um, i don't know i uh, i think it's a i think that the, the way people drive i find is quite uh Odd. It's funny in Germany, um, the, the autobahn I find quite stressful. It's like the, the funniest thing about that is that they all, because there's no, there's no speed limit mm. culture, there are some 
ridiculously fast drivers, scarily mm. so. And then the 80 kilometer per hour restriction comes in because of roadworks and everyone's just like, exactly 80 <laughs> kilometers an hour, which you don't get in England on, on, mm. on a, unless people, people, unless everyone knows that it's an area where it, you will get a speeding ticket. Yeah. British people like hedge on those like, variable speed restrictions on motorways. I, I, but hate, I hate that culture of like, I'm going to get a speed camera thing and then make sure I'm slow for the speed camera. It's like yeah. the ultimate letter of the law instead of like just, and I, you know, I don't know how I'll feel when I'm the person in the, you know, at the wheel uh, going, oh, there's, there's no speed cameras for a bit. I'm just going to break the speed limit because I want to get where where I've got to get to is more important than anyone else's safety. But I don't think breaking the speed limit is particularly about breaking the speed limit because once you feel confident in your vehicle, driving fast is easily done <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like a, you know it's like and it's fun it can be good fun it can be fun driving and being in control of a vehicle and go pace sure. you know i'm no petrol head i've never owned a vehicle that's cost me any significant money mm. i used to have a succession of like second-hand ford escorts mm. um but uh but yeah but i think there is something enjoyable about driving a high performance vehicle people do seem to like it anyway this is all part of my plan for being rich like i've got to be able to drive for when i'm rich i've got to be able to speak (laughs) chinese japanese what you know you've got to be able to drive so you can i don't know just like rich people life seems to involve occasional driving so i don't know i didn't so i've got to be a top health top physical fitness learn all the things I need to learn and I just think it's a bit lame not being able to drive so I mean it is a bit lame not being able to drive Michael (laughs) thanks no worries that's the uh, Uh... stick for the carrot and with that let's let's tie it up shall we it's a bit lame not being able to drive it is it's true Thanks for listening. If you like our podcast, I don't know why anyone would have listened to this, but <laughs> maybe they must. <laughs> you can find go to grandpodcast.com. You can subscribe. I'm taking two we're gonna take a week or two off. Yeah. Um I want I'm I'm halfway through my four weeks of supposedly being on holiday and just finding this uh having to knowing that I've still got to edit the podcast really sort of makes it hard to just go. Uh, it's ruining this holiday. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's got to it's edit ruining. it. I've got to listen back through to it. I've got to make my notes. Aww. I've got to re-edit it. I've got to upload it. I've got to think of something to write about it. I've got to put it on six different platforms. And it's like, <laughs> it's like in terms of time taken, maybe not a stupid amount of time, but in terms of like a nagging thing that's not letting me relax. It's just like, I think I just want to, you know, a little bit of space from it for a couple of weeks and then we'll come back maybe... With some new, I think I might may even make it season four. Oh my gosh! May even upgrade it to season four. So we're, we'll have some chats in the meantime about yeah. what that might mean. Uh, maybe bring some video into the mix, but I don't know. Um, where can people Mental. find you? Mental. Where can people find you on the internet? People can find me at Ivanka on Twitter. It's one of the best places to find me. Twitter. Uh, Twitter. 
Twitter. Um, I'm on Twitter as well, Michael at Michael Forrest or MF Music or whatever. Just follow me and then I don't know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't really do anything. Why am I saying things like this? Come on, Michael. <laughs> I'm just too hot. It's 30 degrees. I, it was just like we had this relief this morning that it wasn't like just too hot in the house. Yeah. But then I've come to the studio and it's just been like locked up for a few days and just absorbing heat. So this whole episode, I've just been sweating because I sort of dressed for temperate weather. Um, hey, right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll Thank see you, you next for week. We'll see you in a bit. Bye. Bye.